And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. America's pastime, well, grab a bat, grab a ball, 24 hours in a day, nine innings, a few bases, one batter, one swinger, well, you're out of time. I hope we have enough time to do all we want to do in baseball and in our lives. Batter up! Batter up indeed. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, May 19th. Here we are in the Classic Factory. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, the biggest Calgary Flames <laughs> fan I know, Tass Mellis. You better believe it. What a game. What's going on, everybody? Wow. 9-6. Can you believe it? Hockey's changed, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a new game. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Uh, we also got our top shot hot boy here, Trey Kirby. Hey, oh, the international man of mystery taking it to the max. The second biggest Flames mm. fan I know, <laughs> Lee Ellis. Flames, man, we're home. We're home. Lee, Lee in a hat. Yeah. Forward, wow. Yeah, well, I was, <laughs> I was supposed to go to a Flames Oilers tilt uh, around Christmas time. Yep. But it got cancelled, unfortunately, and now the Battle of Alberta is going down. So how That's much a giant hat. How much yeah. of the ice hockey it's did you humongous. watch last night? Uh, well, uh, not much. Yeah. I, saw, uh, I saw a couple of slap shots this morning. Nah. Of well, no, it was funny because, you know, the Mavs-Warriors game was, uh, you know, a bit of a blowout here. Yeah. And I flipped over the ESPN box score, and it was 2-0. And I thought, oh, they must have had a, uh, they must have dropped the puck a little earlier. But no, my Flames had two on the board in the first like two minutes. <laughs> one, one minute. minute. Yeah. Oh, one minute. Yeah, there you go. Crazy. And they started late. 9:50 puck drop. What's going wow. on? It's supposed to be 9:30. Oh, all right. You guys, these guys. Look, it's hot in here today, surrounded by flames. Uh, and last but not least, over yonder, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love to see that. Take a second, like the video, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to No Dunks if you haven't on YouTube. Comment away and share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Really appreciate that. We'll uh, hit the beach at some point later this week to answer a few of your cues. And later today, if you're a Survivor fan... No spoilers here, but we'll have a new No Buffs podcast to discuss last night's penultimate Survivor 42 episode. And I'll tell you right now, guys, you can lock this in, that this episode of No Buffs is going to be a banger. Because Trey Kirby and JD, prior to this show, firing their takes about this episode back and forth. And it was getting heated already. You want to talk about the flames. These guys were on fire with their thoughts on Survivor's uh, episode last night. So I think it's going to be a great one. And that'll be around, I don't know, 1 or 1.30 p.m. Yeah. Let me ask you guys one question. Yeah, yeah. Be careful. Don't spoil anything. You choosing sustenance <laughs> or decadence? <laughs> oh, great question. Great. Okay. Okay, we can ask this. Yeah. Lee, you win a challenge. Right. You've been playing on the island for you know 25 days, yeah. eating yeah. very little, um, and you win the challenge. You have the choice of, we already know the answer, but chicken and veggies. Yeah, include the number of people. That's the important part. Yeah, yeah, chicken and veggies yeah. or a little decadence, um, some chocolate cake and cookies. There's more to it. Yes, there is. Tassel is alluding to it. 
Do you really want me to explain that to him? Just like, no, matters? just answer the question. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. get on. No, I'm it. taking the chicken and vegetables. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We know. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm <laughs> a struggling, right I'm a struggling vegetarian. But every now and again, if you're that hungry and it's been 25 days, you're, you put a roast chicken in front of me, I'm going to devour that thing. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I forgot that you are. Uh... A vegetarian. Struggling vegetarian. And there vegetarian. are some of them. Yeah. A struggling yeah. vegetarian. Yeah, vegan, yeah. 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 they call it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, nice well, we'll talk yeah, about man. no buffs uh, <laughs> or Survivor uh, on no buffs later today. It will be a fun one, I think. But let's get into the game. So, Why don't you throw that hat? You know, Keith Kachuk yesterday was yeah. at the game. His son had a hat yeah. trick. Keith wouldn't throw the hat on the ice. Though. Oh. I was saying, throw that. Wow. No way. This, this is a nice hat. Would you throw that hat on the ice? Uh, <laughs> you would. Yeah. You'd I, take I, a video of it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would, I suppose, <laughs> if I saw everyone else doing it. But, but you know, I see the guys, they brush them up afterwards and they're gone. What do they do with them? Send them uh, to charity? Hopefully or give them to Goodwill yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I could go to Goodwill and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Put your name on it. Like you you want $3 for that? I'll give you two because it is mine, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that, though. People that go to a hockey game, do they wear their shittier hats? Yeah. Wear your worst. Because yeah. you never know what a hat. Yeah. Worst hat or best hat? I would say. Yeah. yeah, like buying a special hat. Like Lee, he bought that hat to go to a match. Like that would be a perfect one to throw. Oh, well, so really, yeah. the play is show up to a hockey game with two hats. Yeah, right. Yeah, throw Boston your, hat, throw your crap hat. hat. Well, Chiefs does that in Boston, doesn't he? <laughs> well, he's got a he's got a hundred hats on. <laughs> this is actually a gift. No, I didn't buy it, but it was uh, you know, so it's uh, it's a bit different. But uh, uh, you guys look cool. I mean, yeah. the Flames do, do have a great look. Oh, their logo serious. is fire. It pops. I mean, Great. Literally, literally, yeah. literally yeah. there wasn't one person misdressed last night. Every single fan yeah. in red. It no Oilers like fans. There in the were Oilers okay, fans. Okay. They were. They okay. were. But they were in their orangey jerseys. Wow. All blended. Crazy. What a game. Nine six. Uh, probably more entertaining than Game One of the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. I hate to say it, but uh, the Warriors cruise past the Mavericks to grab the one zero lead in the Conference Finals. Here, a, a dominant. Really a dominant overall performance, but third quarter, they sort of blew the doors off this game. What do you think, though? Yeah, let's start with the game plan on Luka, because that's what we were all talking about. And the plan was Andrew Wiggins primarily put him on him almost 94 feet every possession. He was the guy, the guy that we remember back in his Kansas days, this athletic wing coming out of college. And he had it, and he's had it this postseason as well. He has been really good. He has been their best on-ball defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Payton II went out, and they all said, we have to step up. Wiggins said that, and I think that sort of pushed him to a new level here. Uh, he's keeping those nails long, obviously, like a good <laughs> NBA guard does. Uh, he gave a scratch to Luka Doncic. Basically, they're matching each other's minutes, and the plan for the Mavs was, all right, we're going to bring Curry's guy or Clay's guy or Jordan Poole's guy to set a pick, and, and hopefully Luka can get on there. The Warriors were doing a little soft show and go back with those guys, and you know those guys weren't awesome to start uh, with, with Wiggins like trying to battle through. Luka had a good first half. He was hot. He had 18, but the rest of his team only had 45 because, yeah, you can say the rest of his teammates were missing shots. They definitely were Mm -hmm. missing some, uh, but Wiggins was doing a a really good job in that first half. And on the other side, too, in that first half, the Warriors were cool, too. Curry couldn't find his shot, missing a a bunch of his first threes, couldn't hit his freaking free throws, Mm -hmm. uh, which was weird. Clay was 0 for 4 to start. Uh, And then in the third quarter, yeah, things really opened up because I think the Warriors, uh, just their movement and, and their spacing got better. You saw them sort of clogged in the first half. They got better. Curry found his shot. Uh, Jordan Poole really, really found his shot. He had 19 in just 26 minutes off the bench. He loves going up against this 
smaller team than the Memphis Grizzlies. He's got lots of space to work out there. And they got better on the defensive end too. Wiggins really locking in. uh, And the Warriors knew how to help a little bit better. Uh, Kevon Looney was so solid at helping. Draymond Green was so solid at helping. And Luka, yeah, just two points and four turnovers in that third quarter. And that was the ball game right there. So I think Warriors fans can, can look and say, we got better in the second half. And I think Mavs fans are saying... Uh, yeah, we can shoot better than that. But I would be worried if I was a Mavs mm. fan because the Warriors got far better, even though uh, the Mavs had a, a bad first half there. They know what the game plan is. Wiggins and Looney, you can play him straight up. Dr- they're not going to bring Draymond in uh, to those pick and rolls at all. Uh, but the other guys, I think, got better at their show and goes. Uh, so they're you know they're going to try with Curry and Poole and Thompson. But Wiggy. He did a really good job, even when he got picked off, to fight back and uh, to really challenge those shots at the rim. Yeah, great night for Wiggins Island. You know, mm-hmm. people are uh, really interested in coming and checking out the island, seeing the uh, Subway sandwich shops and stuff like that, because he has been great through the entire postseason and then uh, took it to the next level, at least, and making things difficult, Trey, for Luca, and then chipping in offensively, too. Uh, put Dinwiddie in the in the basket at one point, mm-hmm. even, and Stan Van Gundy was loving that. Wow, you don't see that from Wiggins all that often, <laughs> just backing up the smaller guy and then hitting a the little sort of uh, dinker dumper. But, yeah, what do you think of this game? Yeah, anything Wiggins gives you on offense when the way he was playing defense last night was almost gravy, because I'm with Tass, the the game plan was really smart. They changed it up quite a bit, but they never got away from Wiggins fighting back to be on Doncic. And then anytime he would drive, I thought the Warriors did an incredible job of like timing their help and getting in, digging whenever Doncic would actually get a little bit of a shoulder past Wiggins. It would be Draymond or Looney down there to kind of strip the ball low. And then from a helping perspective, they were there for the help. They were able to uh, to keep Doncic and the rest of the Mavs out of the paint. But they were pretty smart about it and very committed to getting back to the three-point shooters, which is, you know, after after the kind of the first quarter when the Mavs were out of a rhythm, they took a lot of open jumpers in that one. But I thought uh, I thought the Warriors did a great job of taking away the three-point game uh, for the for the Mavs in quarters two, three, and four. They also with the way they were helping, they limited the drives. Dallas only scored 32 points in the paint. They got to get in the lane for the drive and kick game to work because otherwise it's kind of just swinging around, hope for a three-pointer. So good stuff from Steve Kerr to kind of keep Doncic guessing. Uh, We saw a little 1-2-2 zone with Wiggins up top. We saw some soft switching, but we mostly saw one-on-one defense with a whole bunch of help. But anytime you can make Doncic think about things for like a split second, you've got a chance to at least get back to the three-point shooters. What do you think, Lily? Well, I think overall, if you're the Mavs, the positive to take out of this is I think they got the shots they were looking for. They mm-hmm. just couldn't knock them down. Luka Doncic had 15 potential assists out there last night. And the way the Mavs play and the way they've beaten the Suns and the way they beat the Jazz was like people hitting these threes, like a Bullock and a Kleber and Brunson and Dinwiddie, whoever. So they got some good shots. I thought there a lot yeah. of them were... Especially re- early. Yeah, I think yeah, Trey's yeah. right. As the game went on, I think the Warriors did a better job of making yeah. those open threes. Well, I think They took them away, but the first quarter, they had a lot of open Yeah, and, and I think then the Mavs didn't really have that plan B of like, okay, if they're not falling then someone drive inside someone penetrate someone try to mix it up a little bit because I think then that the Warriors were kind of like well if this is all they're going to do we can sort of just get the rebound and then fire out and transition and that start of the third quarter especially was when I think Clay hit one then Steph hit one once he starts galloping around like that (laughs) it it just had that feeling like the Warriors are like we haven't seen anything from their offense that's going to be able to get them back into this and then defensively Dallas has been a much improved second half of the season team defensively but I thought last night they were pretty Sloppy. I didn't think they had very much intensity on the defensive end. Jordan Poole dancing around, doing what he was doing, getting by guys easy. I think that was, uh, I think it was Brunson. He just kind of fooled him a couple of times there. So 
game one, not a very good performance here from the Mavs. Um, Luca was fine, but he certainly got a lot more pressure in that second half turned the ball over and again the Warriors just ran straight down there and really pounded them. I think you see the experience from the Warriors is like they never let up either they were like we want to really step on their throat right now and, and, and you know send a message to them that they have to be much better in game two I think they will be we've seen the Mavs lose the first two games to the Phoenix Suns they weren't very good in those two games and really bounced back and uh Oh, look, Luca was out having a beer yesterday. and uh, well, was he? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. it's an that old was, photo, right? Yeah, it's an old photo. I had a joke all in the can last night that he was with his shoulder. I was saying, it's not his drinking arm, so uh, he'll be fine, you know. Yes. But uh, but it was like, it was proven to be wrong. I mean, even when... Also, who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> if he was have having a beer. A beer I know. Um, really but uh, it was funny because you could sort of tell from his beard as well. It's like his be- he's got a, more of a bushier beard than you saw in that photo. So uh, I was suspicious early on. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> we have to find things to talk about. It was a bit of a bit of a stinker of a game, but I, I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a whitewash anyway. I think the Mavs will be much better, and it, and so much of their success comes down to guys hitting threes, and they just weren't able to do that early on. Warriors really took advantage. Brunson says our offense is going to come. All right, we'll be fine on offense. We had a lot of good looks tonight. If we just trust our work ethic and technique, I'm comfortable with this shots going in tonight. Okay, that's the one side of things. Probably will. They're they're probably not going to start what three for nineteen from yeah. from deep. I doubt that happens again. Like they are good shooters. But I saw Ghostface Zilla writing about it. These Warriors, he's convinced, looking like the same old Warriors of uh, championship past, just a little bit older because the third quarter explosion, obviously just everybody moving and the defense all in tune and Looney helping out and really nobody playing bad for the Warriors is the other thing. Everybody that played significant minutes in this game was contributing. You know, Arnold mm-hmm. Porter Jr. hitting jumpers, yeah, pool shifty as hell, and like you guys said, scoring a lot of points in very little uh, minutes. Looney amazing on the glass right away, and then playmaking. You know, Curry and Clay, they got it going. That's a no-brainer. Green with a defense. Like, everybody played well. Curry was on the glass. 12 boards. Uh, yeah. 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 I was getting after. Yeah, they, they had a really great game. So if you're the Mavs, you can say a lot of these guys will come back to earth. Wiggins started seven of nine. Looney was perfect from the floor. Right. You could say a lot of things, sure. Um, but uh, again, I think I think in the in the third quarter, uh, both sides have kind of figured things out, and that's the worrisome part for the Mavs. Uh, yeah, I think the peak of the Warriors is a little bit better, and is, is are they turning on just a little bit more in the conference finals? I think so. I think their second best score in Jalen Brunson is going to have Draymond Green on him. So that's that's just tough. Uh, and Draymond Green is not going to have to leave to help Luca. Obviously, he's going to you know dig a little and drop down and do those things but he's he's sticking on Brunson so that's a tough matchup Draymond Green can match up there you can say Kleba's not going to have three fouls early and only play eight minutes but Poole also had five minute, uh, five fouls and he can play better defensively even though you know he struggles defensively but he can play a lot better he, he would have played more minutes and he can get to the hoop he had five oh. makes right at the hoop on this team uh he's going to feel comfortable doing that and the Mavs don't want to play Powell so uh, I, th- I think there's uh, good things going either way here I guess you gotta you gotta hope that Wiggins isn't super hot Wiggins was not only good defensively but just taking those shots in the first half and yeah he cooled down a little bit but mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise if Gary Payton the second is out there and he's starting he can't score like Wiggins if you know, if, if Wiggins is on, and right now Wiggins, if you give him the number one assignment like they're giving him right now on the defensive end, I think it helps him. He's super, super engaged, so hopefully he keeps taking those shots. And again, I think it was cramped out there, the spacing for the Warriors in the first half, but it got a lot better in the second half. looked like they were like running into each other at times, which was really weird, and giving up a bunch of buckets. So uh, yeah, both sides got 
better in different ways, I think, in the second half. Uh, and yeah, the Mavs can say we're going to hit open shots. Maybe, maybe. It definitely would have been one of those uh, situations at halftime where I think in both locker rooms coaches would have been going hey we're we're fine you mm. know we the warriors would have been like we're only up nine we you know our main guys aren't even hitting shots we haven't even played all that well we'll we'll get it going we'll blow this game open they did and then probably kid in the mass hey we're getting our looks there we're just not knocking them down stick with it and uh we're doing okay defensively because at that point they had limited them uh and they were probably thinking wow we're only now nine mm. and we could barely hit a three uh so we'll see what happens here in game two on friday night uh that one goes what is going on with the missed free throws? Uh, Dallas, 14 to 21, and then the Warriors, 10 to 16, yeah. and, and Tess said it. Steph Curry continuing to miss free throws is really strange. He missed three of his first four. Yeah. Unbelievable. I've never seen him miss two in a row from the one thing, and then he got fouled on a three, hit one, missed one, and then hit the other one. Crazy stuff there. <laughs> really just wild stuff. <laughs> I mean, he's down to 82%. It had like uh, his, his numbers yeah, on the career screen. career low yeah, in the postseason. low. I mean, my, my minimum threshold is like 75% for a player. So <laughs> okay. like anyone over 75% is about normal. But seeing Steph in the low 80s is, is just crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, it's not bad on the golf course for Someone like Steph, but uh, free throw line. Expect uh... <laughs> easy, holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like sports, and I don't care who knows. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's wild, and he's been talked about as well. Like this, he just said, "I can't shoot free throws right now." <laughs> And, uh, and I got actually uh, zinged on Twitter last night because I said, I put my tweet out, practice your free throws, kids. Oh, God, I didn't Someone see Someone said, well, Steph practices all the time and look where it's got him. <laughs> <In your face. laughs> too much. He's shooting too much. Yeah. Practicing too much. I'm like, wow, that's 100% true. He's got me. He's got me. So, uh... <laughs> uh, Trey, have you ever suffered the Luca-type injury? The crazy scratch, oh, scratch to, the to the face? Absolutely, have I you? have. Yeah, you're a big uh, guy down there the post. Well, I play hard, Skeets. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in the lane all the time, just like Luka Doncic. Uh, I don't know, but I, I think I had a, a gentle black eye earlier oh. this <laughs> this season. I'm talking about my pickup season, like it's a real thing. But I think no, I did get like right, like here. And anytime you get touched, yeah. like around the eyes, you're getting some sort of yep. some sort of thing. But man, seeing a, a scratch face, that's never good. No. You, you know that <laughs> that really sucks because it like burns when it happens. Right, you get the scratch, it hurts already. You get the sweat in it, double bad. But Luca was right post game. Makes him look like a badass. Yeah, you look. It tough. does sort of look you pretty cool. Look Whoa, how did that yeah. happen? Oh, Andrew Wiggins just swiped at me by accident. <laughs> he I went for the ball up. and got me. Uh, I didn't even get a foul call nah. on it, which is really funny. The weird upward swipe too. <laughs> Usually it's down. Yeah. it was just like a nice yeah. scratch. Yeah, top, top to bottom. Nope, bottom to top. Uh, the worrisome part was Luca grabbing his shoulder. Yeah, a couple times in the second quarter. His rear delt. He said it after the game. <laughs> no, my rear delts he killed. Said, yeah, my rear de- he, said, he said it was better because it was in the back. Okay. Um, but it happened while he was shooting, which is weird. But, you know, shooting motion, rear of the shoulder, who knows? He said it was fine. I'd be a little bit more worried about that, but uh, he's a tough dude. It was it was fun, this game, before it got out of hand, when Luca hit the, like, basically back-to-back threes near the end of the first half. And it was yeah. like, and Brunson, I thought, had done a good job keeping the Mavs in it. And he was the one guy at least getting his feet in the paint, you know, along with Luca, who's, like, getting in there and then trying to kick. But uh, I thought those two guys were like, they're not playing well, this team overall, and they're like still hanging around. That's a, you know, obviously mm. bodes well, but then the Warriors came out and just kicked their ass. 
Yeah, and uh, Brunson actually, when Draymond was on him, he spun him around a couple of times and scored him. I mean, you know, Draymond's an outstanding defender, but Brunson had to at least give him a different look there, and maybe Draymond wasn't expecting it because that, that I think, is key. I think Brunson being the secondary ball handler out there, he's got to be able to create something, just mm-hmm. create different looks, whether it is going inside, just to even sort of collapse that defense to throw the ball out there. But He scored on Looney a couple times too. Brunson did. Yeah, he, was, yeah, he yeah. had success. Luca, not as much that I remember. No, uh, <laughs> no Luke, Luke, I mean, Luca's got that sort of lethargic way of moving around but we've seen that be super effective in the other series so you think it's going to happen but uh, it, it wasn't there last night But um, they just need to keep working at it like uh, they just need to keep Doncic going into pick and roll and trying to get Curry and Poole and Looney on him any single time that they can because they would get it occasionally yeah. and Luka is going to get good shots but you know they went a little bit too much one-on-one against Wiggins, which allows both Draymond and Looney to help. I think Kleba having a dud of a game was really the turning point for Dallas because then they had to keep Powell on the floor, which allows the Warriors to keep Looney and Draymond on the floor. So they have their three best defenders out there, two of which are just looking at Luka the whole time, mm. waiting to help on him. If they get Looney off the floor, it's a lot more space for the Mavericks. That's the entire point of the Porzingis trade is opening things up for Doncic to drive. So having so many guys standing around in there was a problem for Dallas. Yeah, Looney's, they're going to try and keep on the floor as much as possible, even if they go to Kleba. He's just just solid. And yeah, Luca wasn't able to shake him, which is, you know, speaks to Looney just doesn't get rattled. He doesn't go for the bites. Um, and I, I think there's just a lot to be said about when Wiggins is playing this way. And obviously Draymond's a great defender and Looney's being a great defender. Thompson's your fourth best defender and Curry was solid. Uh, he was in the way. He got his hand on the ball when Luca drove mm-hmm. at him a couple times, put his hand right on the ball and and mixed things up. So Poole is definitely the guy that they're going to want to go at a lot, uh, as, uh, as well as Curry, but the Mavs got a plan. I'm sorry, the Warriors got a real good plan and it's uh, working so far. Yeah, and we always forget, I mean, I do at least, and I think uh, definitely casual fans maybe, like you forget the Warriors won all their titles in large part because their defense was elite. You just think, well, you got Curry and Clay, uh, you just... You just hit 23s every game, and when you had Durant there, you know, they just outscore him because you just have all of these guys that can put the ball in the basket. But they really do win a lot of these championships, or have at least, Lee, because of the defense being just, like, next level, led by Draymond Green and all these guys that can play defense. Yeah, uh, I mean, Steve Kerr always talks about that as well, that, like, sure, they can score, and we know that, but he wants them to play better defense, and when they look their sloppiest is when they're not locked in defensively, but clearly they had a focus last night on not making life easy for Doncic, and and it worked. But, look, I think as well, and I'm not going to make an excuse for the Mavericks here, but it was two days after a pretty grueling series, and not necessarily grueling Game 7, but their shots looked a lot short and I think their legs were just not quite there really that's okay. that's just my uh, eyes analysis from the game last night <laughs> eyes so, analysis yeah I was <laughs> just I was just like look when you see the ball just clunking off the front of the rim to yeah. me it's like yeah they're just not quite there so they should be much better in, in game two I'm very excited to see how they do bounce back okay and uh, Steve Kerr also does say that game two is the game that you can steal on the road because game one the team usually comes out well like they did yeah. and they can just you know maybe not come out as ready as right. uh, as they did in game one, so uh, he'll have his guys ready. But yeah, you got to win both games. Yeah, the war. Uh, the, sorry, the Mavs lost. Yeah, game one obviously in the last round. They lost it in the previous round as well uh, against the Jazz. So 
They're used to this. Luca's yeah. got the LeBron gene. He yeah. is accepting all information in game one. Here's how you're defending me. Here's how I'm going to attack it. Game one. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Compute it all going forward. So I think if they shoot the ball better from three, if they do a lot better of hunting down the defenders they really want to attack, and then if the Mavs can figure out a way to force some turnovers, I think that would be good. The Warriors only had 10 turnovers through the third quarter, yeah. which is the competitive portion of the game. That has been a problem for the Warriors. They got lucky with a couple of them. Steph just throwing hook passes <laughs> yeah. to no one. Yeah. One of them they got a three pointer yeah. out of, which has to be the most frustrating thing. Yep. Seeing a guy throw a pass 20 feet in the air to nobody, <laughs> and it's a three-point possession mm. for that very same guy. But then on the very next play, he just hooked one to the corner, hoping somebody would eventually run down and get it. So, Warriors were getting a little sloppy at that point. Obviously, they were up big time, but that's a place where we've seen them come up short in the past. Luca's very first pass of the game was a wild oh my one like God. that. To, uh, I don't remember who Brunson, it was. Brunson, was it? Yeah, and, Bur- and he, yeah, I think it was Brunson. And he missed the three. He in missed the, corner. the three, but that that looked like he was just flying down the lane. But I, I think he meant it. I think oh, hundred percent. <laughs> he, so. he had his back turned. Yeah, and sort of yeah. flicked it over his head. It was a great, great pass. Yeah, they uh, obviously. I think it was Brunson that missed mm. it. Uh, any other thoughts on game one here, of the Western Conference Finals? I just think it, I had a flashback of uh, Harden being guarded by the Warriors in you know the, those the good years for the for the Rockets and how they were able to try and play him one on one as much as possible and not foul and and that's what they're going to try and clean up. Like, Poole was reaching and uh, he had five fouls and that's why he wasn't on the floor. So they can get better at that. I think that's what they'll be talking about in the locker room. They uh, you know always something to work on. What will be the uh... Over under for Luca in game two, like Trey's talking about. If he's gonna like go full LeBron here, mm. take it all in in game one. Here you go, you take it, <laughs> and then uh, I'll get to work. Oh, what do you what, what do you think? Well, I mean, I'd like it to be over thirty five, but uh, well, I'm talking about how many beers he's gonna. Oh, drink how many beers? Yeah, I'd like it to be over thirty five <laughs> between now and then. <laughs> thirty five. Okay. Well, I would like it to be. I mean, he was. Uh, I think he was thirty one and a half coming into this one. Yeah, I believe he was. So, I mean, only twenty points for Luca. Yeah, this well, that's right. I mean, is extremely low. Yeah. Uh, three for ten from deep and. 6 of 18 uh, overall. Any other random notes from this one? Broadcast? Uh, anything Reggie said that piqued your interest? I will say it was nice that it was a 2 hour and 15 minute game. Quick game! We talk about uh, bad referees. This one, well done. Uh, not a lot of foul calls. Way to go, James side. Capers! Yeah, yeah, James was on point. Number 19, James Capers out there. I thought he had a nice game. And uh, name, image, and likeness I think should boost his uh, boost his value after that game. I thought he was solid. I, I, they called his name a couple times. Yeah, it was great timing too because I gave you guys a bunch of weird uh, James Capers trivia mm, before mm, yesterday's mm, show. Mm, it's a little thing we do here in the Classic Factory. I uh, quizzed the guys on uh do you know james caper's favorite musical artist uh, and it took us a while to get yeah. there i'm not even sure you guys uh, uh, even got it in the yeah, end i had to give it to you we it's did, jill scott that's right yeah uh, yeah 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 <laughs> and his favorite app pandora uh, that's right. we're talking about the official james capers yeah the one that gave a tea to spencer dinwiddie when uh, he got yeah. locked in the corner what was spencer dinwiddie complaining about he got blocked well cleanly. he's more of a uh, spotify man yeah <laughs> he may as well have been something like that yeah yeah that was weird draymond's the same complaining wanted a review when he clearly blocked uh i think it was Doncic. like that's, that's what we talk about with the refs like imagine how frustrating it is <laughs> yeah why would you ever become a ref i know <laughs> <Doncic> clearly blocked <laughs> you you could see it on the replay and spencer's screaming like saying he didn't man you can't you can't scream like that just because you got blocked. That's just that's just crazy. It's crazy. Man. <laughs> You're saying a clean block for Clay. <laughs> clean block and Draymond. Maybe Spencer's saying like uh, prior to the apex where he blocks it, there was some uh, contact. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, there's contact on probably 99 yeah, yeah. percent of those possessions. So, I liked your other trivia question. Yeah. Who who was uh, James Caper's favorite player to officiate? 
John Salmon. Oh, there it is. <laughs> good one, man. That was a good, good one. It was good. That's a tasty. Uh, brainy. Very brainy. Tasty. Tasty. Uh, my only other note from this game, it happened during a break. Did you guys see the Nike Spike Lee commercial? No. Yes. That was like the entire commercial break? Holy crap. You guys should watch it. Yeah. I, mean, I, fire I, it up. I, I think I saw it, yeah. yeah. It was on the... You couldn't miss yeah. it. You knew, yeah, yeah, you knew yeah. which one you were watching. Uh, it had a 50 on it with a swoosh. Yes, that's yeah. right. But it was like three minutes long. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, go check it out. You so you didn't see it, Tess? Mm-mm. No. Okay. No, uh, you can watch no. it online. I'll, I'll get your thoughts on it 50 tomorrow's years podcast. Of Nike commercial. <sighs> well, fifty years of history. Here's yeah. to the next fifty. Kind of. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> okay. Kind of. Sort of thing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's call it there with game one of the Western Conference Finals. Uh, we will be uh, looking forward to game two on Friday night. We'll take a break here, though. When we come back, we got to get upset, I think, about the all-rookie teams. Surprises. Mm. Snubs. Mm. And, uh, and then Trey's got a really fun tweet of the night. Got a great question where we're going to retroactively hand out some hardware to the conference finals MVPs over the last decade or so. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, back with everybody here in the Classic Factory. We were talking about hat tricks in hockey yeah. and about whether or not you'd throw that beautiful Calgary Flames hat onto the ice. Uh, and while we started talking about it during the break, what is the NBA equivalent of a hat trick? Um, Got some suggestions here from the stream team Arsh. Three threes in a row. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like, I like that. bang, bang, bang. Yeah, okay. Uh, Phil Law, one, two, three, a 50-point night. Okay, pretty rare. Fair, fair. Yeah, pretty rare. A 50-point, throw a hat on there. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> something. Greater than zero, a triple-double. I think that's a little too common. Yeah. Maybe a triple 15. Three 50-point games in a row. You got to throw something on the court if wow. somebody has three yeah. 50-point games in a row. 
triple wedgie as a suggestion. <laughs> That'd <laughs> Never be funny. Uh, so uh, for me, of those suggestions, I think I would go 50-point game. Okay. How many 50-point games did we have this season? Probably 20-ish. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, probably like 15. I think 102 tri- hat tricks in the NHL this season. So it's got to be... Okay, triple-double is probably cool, somewhat equivalent About to 100? 100. I mean, maybe, maybe not so. that much, yep. but... Yeah, it's just when do you do it? Hockey's so nice because you score the th- goal, play stops. Uh, yeah. Toss it, toss it, toss it. Do you remove a guy when he gets his 50th point? So uh, you that's get, when you toss the hats. That'd be weird. Well, you know? what about this little wrinkle? Somebody scores their 50th point, there might be five minutes left in the game like you're talking about. Everybody has to wear hats for the rest of the game. Oh, got to play the players. Got to play in hats. <laughs> Backwards if you want. Yep, yep. The, the team that's had 50 against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no one one wants to be the guy playing in a hat. Yeah, you're right. That's good. I like it. Okay, we figured it out. Um, Okay. All rookie teams. Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, unanimously selected to the 21-22 all-rookie first team yesterday. Uh, Not much of a shocker there. Three players each received all-rookie first team votes on all 100 ballots from the global panel of sports writers and broadcasters. Uh, Joining them then... Joining them, excuse me, on the first team, Magic Forward Franz Wagner with 84 first team votes, and Rockets guard Jalen Green with 58 first team votes. Second team consists of Herb Jones, Josh Giddy, Bones Highland, Io DeSumo, and Chris Duarte. Um, just to note, the all rookie teams, unlike the all NBA teams, you don't you don't have to worry about position when it comes to the rooks. Mm. Okay, which is just so funny. It's like, why are we doing it for one of them and not the other? Okay. Uh, any surprises or snubs here, though, Lee, uh, with these ten names? Well, I'll just point out a statistic here that yeah. one person on the all rookie second team won four of the five rookie of the months in the Western Conference. He was first in uh, rookies in assists, second in rebounding, eighth in scoring. Mm. Mm. And What's he's a guard. Yeah. Well, his name is Josh Giddy. He's from Australia. Oh, <laughs> How many games did he, he play? He played 54 mm. games, and I think that's why uh, yeah. that uh, affected his, because otherwise I think his numbers would have been even more glorious and more, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, but uh, look, I, I obviously I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Uh, Jalen Green gets him. Jalen Green had a stronger finish to the season, and maybe that caught on. Jalen Green was in the news, right or wrong reasons as well. He, he got some attention there uh, from a media personality. Maybe that helped. Who <laughs> All knows? right. Yes. Uh, um, but, <laughs> Billy but overall, I mean, no. I think certainly the top three guys who were unanimous, there was no no question about those. I would have liked to have seen Josh on the first, but I'm not going to be. Do you really care no. about whether your favorite rookie is on either the first or second team? Maybe if they don't make it, sure. But. Well, I, I mean, again, look, if he'd played 82 games and someone else had played 55 or 60 and they were in ahead of him, then yes. But 54 games is uh, is a lot of games missed. Okay. So. Yeah, you're fine with it. Yeah, but yeah. 54 games and he won four rookies of the month. That yeah. just says speaks to how good he was. He would have won another one. No one else won <laughs> more than two. He should be on that first yeah. team. Who cares? Yes. So what, over I, Jalen Green, I say. Yeah, yeah, I would say over Jalen Green. Franz deserves to be there with the three unanimous <laughs> guys. I'd say, but Giddy does as well. Yeah, who cares? But in the end, I guess you look at uh, a guy's basketball reference page and you see he's on the second team versus the first team. You think, oh, I guess he didn't have a great first year. <laughs> for him not to be on the all first really? team. That, yeah. yeah, that's what I think when I see a guy on the second team. Oh, he was the sixth to tenth best rookie, not top five. This guy. Yeah, yeah. This, it speaks to how good this class is. I would say that's more of a case. Usually in the NBA, there's you know you know two, three, four really good rookies, and and there was in this one. I'd say there's five really good rookies, and then yeah, Herb Jones obviously deserves to be there. Jalen Green did have a good finish, and yeah, Desumu, etc. 
Yeah, but if you want to get pissed about something, uh, <laughs> yeah, Giddy, Giddy should be there. Is there a name that's not even on any of these teams that you're like, can, I don't know, fake rage over, Trey? <laughs> Nah, that's you, man. That's you. I was listening to the evening shift. I know you went to bed upset. About Davion Mitchell. Yeah, raging about Davion Mitchell. (laughs) Personally, I saw Io got two first-team votes and said, Perfect. I okay, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Happy to see you, buddy. Okay, so if he wasn't on maybe the second team, you would have uh, maybe flipped the table here today. Oh, yes. Oh, certainly, my friend. (laughs) Certainly, my friend. Uh, I sent Kevin Pelton some threatening messages when he left him off his second team once upon a time. (laughs) Come here, I'll pelt you with a sock, buddy. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess... Kings fans maybe are like, where is Mitchell? He played 20 more games than Chris Duarte, Duarte excuse me. So there's that too, like, uh, you know, holding them back, sort of similar to Giddy in that sense. Even though Giddy had a better rookie season than yeah. probably either of those guys. But yeah, I, I don't really care all that much about this. I know people are like, Herb Jones should be on the first team. You know, do we not care at all about defense? I mean, he might be one of the best defenders in the league, let mm-hmm. alone rookies. Should he I not warrant uh, that maybe final spot on the all-rookie team if, if you're argument. putting Franz in there with those top three guys? Yeah, A very fun argument. I think Davion Mitchell, is the, it's sort of the same circumstance when we talked about the rookie of the year voting. We talked about everybody but Davion Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. kind of just gets overlooked because where he plays, you know, that team has the longest playoff drought in the NBA. I think that's part of it. Yep. He, there's so many more storylines uh, in that on that team, but he had a really good year. I think the other thing that I look at going back to the draft last year is that Jalen Suggs isn't on either of these teams, mm-hmm. and he was a top five pick. And uh, you'll look at back at his basketball reference page and say, oh, he wasn't one of the top ten rookies. Hopefully he becomes mm-hmm. you know, a, a great player. Uh, his teammate Cole Anthony kind of did the same thing that Josh Giddy did after um, the, the teams were announced. Giddy said, Ha, ha, ha. He, he <laughs> dropped, dropped the emoji on Sham Sharanya's tweet. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, Cole Anthony uh, did the same thing uh, last year. So, you know, it's fun. It's fun. Giddy should be rightfully a little upset, I guess. I, I love with Maybe these Maybe it costs teams. them money. Does it, does it cost them money? See, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Probably are there not. like, uh, I don't think so, but uh, who knows. Um, I love going through the snubs, though, and like, like where, can, where do you have to stop at the snub names? Like, at even... The fan base are like, they're not going crazy over the guy not getting on. So, like, maybe Kings fans are, I'm not even sure they're all that upset, but Mitchell doesn't make it. There's a little bit of a case that he should be in there, maybe. Shengun, I guess, Rockets fans, they love this guy. They see the potential. They might be doing that. Like, are, here's what I'm getting at. Are Wizards fans going, <laughs> where the hell is Corey Kispert? <laughs> and that's where I say no. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> so maybe that's it's the Kispert line. Mm. Okay, the Kispert right? Award, like, the, like that, the, the Kispert yeah. rule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is I mean, there any, I guess Kaminga with the word. Is there any buzz for Trey Mann? I've heard any Trey Mann buzz? I see Very that little, he's uh, he's one of only eleven rookies to average ten or more points per game. I think he should have made this team. <laughs> I'm a Trey Man man. Put <laughs> hey, hey, my man Trey Man on the team, man. If you want me to do it, I will hit you with the all rookie third, fourth, fifth, no, no, sixth. No, no. no, we're not doing that. Um, okay, let's get to. It's a little early in the show, I know, but Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, there's a reason why we're getting to this so early, yes. right, TK? Yes, a simple tweet, but we're going to have ourselves a chunky discussion <laughs> after we take a look at this tweet from at classic underscore JT. He asks, can you guys go back the last 10 years or so and give your Larry Bird slash Magic Johnson awards? 
No one has done this yet. <laughs> I mean, it's been like three days. First! <laughs> we love being first. So, of course, JT, we shall hit you right. with our Larry Bird Magic Johnson Awards. I went back to the 2010-11 season. Will be mm-hmm. the start of our discussion. So, in the Western Conference, if you'll remember, the Dallas Mavericks yes. won four games to the Oklahoma City Thunders. Won games. Right. Our... Magic Johnson Award winner for the Western Conference Finals MVP, Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. This is a pretty easy one. Averaged 32 points per game, six rebounds, two and a half assists, 56 from the floor, 36 from three, 97 at the free throw line. Hello. Game one, 48 points, 12 of 15 shooting. Lee, you would have loved oh, yeah. it. 24 of 24 at oh, yeah. the line. I game remember. four, he had 45 and three. And then game five, he had to go ahead three with a minute 15 left. Ice the series at the line with 13 seconds. This was Dirk's title run, and he was in the midst of peaking in the Western Conference. I, I am fascinated to see how many of the finals MVPs ultimately win these conference finals yeah. MVPs mm. of Trey's list Interesting. here. So there's, we've got one already. Yes. Yeah. I remember at the time, uh, someone went through and checked those free throws with the 24 for 24 and said 22 were swishes. <laughs> <laughs> that Two is were not swishes, but 22 yeah. 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 I know, but I re- that's why I remember it, because it was just incredible. <laughs> wow. This man will never forget a free throw. <laughs> I know. That's, Practice that, your free throw stats, kids. I think that's why you got the Twitter handle 41 swish. Is that his Twitter handle? <laughs> that's him, yeah. yeah. No, uh, is it? Swish 41? Yeah, swish yeah, 41. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody should get squat on 41 swish. <laughs> they have it already. Or 22 swish. Or 24. <laughs> All right, in the Eastern Conference, uh, going to be hearing this name a lot. Oh, yeah. LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's taking home his first. Uh, Larry Bird, Miami won this series 4-1 to one over at the Chicago Bulls. 26-8-6 for LeBron. 45 from the field, 39 from three, 86 uh, from the free throw line. He led Miami in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. So pretty solid stuff <laughs> from the king there. Good I stuff. did consider Chris Bosh, 23 and 7, 60% from the field. But LeBron really gets it for playing defense on Derrick Rose. 28 and 6 for Rose in a game one blowout win for Chicago. After that, he shot like 30% because they put LeBron yeah. on him and. It was over, <laughs> basically from that point. That's kind of when the douchebag yeah. was invented. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Good times, but also bad times. So the first Larry, well, Larry Bird, I suppose, for for LeBron there. On to the 2011-12 season. Uh, let me let me jump ahead a year here in my basketball reference world. 2011-12 season in the Western Conference, the Oklahoma City Thunder four games to the San Antonio Spurs two games. I thought about giving uh, Western Conference MVP to Lee's son. Because if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. the Spurs won like the first 20 games after he was born at that point. Uh, it was something like was that. Something I, can't like that. I, can't like, I can't remember what it was, but it was, yeah. Well, they, fin- the yeah, they yeah. finished Spurs. the season on a 10-0 run, That's right. right? And, and then, then they won their then, first 10 yeah, yeah, playoff yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But okay. they did end up getting kind of pseudo-swept yeah. out of the playoffs because they were up 2-0. This was the toughest call yet. Harden actually has a pretty solid case off the bench. 19-5-4, 50 from the field, 61 from three. Jeez. Remember when James Harden was a sixth man of the year? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very weird. Serge Ibaka, yeah. I think, actually has a case in this one as well. 12 uh, points per game, six rebounds, 2.7 blocks, 58 from the field. He had an 11 for 11 game in game four of this series. Oh, yeah. But it's got to go to Kevin Durant. Okay. Remember when he was on the Thunder? 
30 points, seven and a half rebounds, 1.7 steals, one and a half blocks. He led the Thunder in scoring every game of the series. He had 33 times, including 34 in game six of the series. Shot a cool 53% from the field, 36 from three, 91 uh, from the free throw line. This was kind of KD coming into, an, into his own yeah. as a star. The Thunder, they're going to be back in the finals so many times after yeah. this. <laughs> 2012. <laughs> this is just the beginning yeah, for the Thunder. It's true. So that's Kevin Durant's first magic okay. right there in the Eastern Conference. Miami 4, Boston 3. It's LeBron again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Didn't consider anyone else because this is the Stone Face LeBron series, a formative series in NBA history. The Heat 1-2 in Miami. The Celtics 1-2 in Boston. I don't know if you guys have heard this, though. A series doesn't start until the road team wins. Yeah. Celtics mm. won game five in Miami. We're going back to Beantown. LeBron puts up 45, 15, and 5 on 19 and 26 shooting. It's funny watching the highlights back because they say this hasn't happened since Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> Anytime you're getting on a Chiron with Wilt Chamberlain, yeah. it's good. This is one of LeBron's all-time great games. So you're getting yourself another Larry. Okay. You're forget- getting yourself another Larry. They're going to have to rename this thing for LeBron yeah. eventually. Uh, I forget that yeah. that uh, didn't clinch the series, that uh, that LeBron performance. I sort of just assumed like that was the series, right. clincher, but it wasn't. They had to go and win one more. And then Bosch had the big one in Game 7, didn't he, I think? Uh, I think allow me to pull up some serious stats here. I think yes, he like Bosch. A lot of threes in that Game 7, I think it was. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think he... <laughs> Chris Bosh at three threes in that game off the mm. bench. LeBron with 31 and 12 on 9 and 21 shooting. So probably some key shots by mm. Christopher. <laughs> but how many were swishes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, LeBron in 2012 swishes more like a rimming down. I yeah. Think. yeah, he wasn't in pure swish mode at this point. <laughs> so to the 2012-13 season, Western Conference Spurs sweep the Grizzlies. Mm. Your MVP uh, in this series, your Magic Johnson, Tony Parker. Whoa. Tony Parker. Okay. 25 points per game, four rebounds, 10 assists, 53% from the field, 38 from three, 87 at the line. He led the Spurs in scoring in three of their four wins. The one game he didn't, I think he had 15 points, and he also dished out 18 assists in that game. Closed things out with 37, four, and six in game four. Tony Parker. He's good. Wow. Don't forget about Tony Parker. Yeah. You mm-hmm. thought it was going to be Tim Duncan. I well, think. I assumed it would be uh, Timmy, Timmy D. Yeah. Think again, sir. <laughs> All right. I'll give oh, you a guess on this TV's one. Work. Yeah. <laughs> give you a guess on this one. We're going to the Eastern Conference. Miami four, Indiana three. Mm. Oh. Oh. Paul George. <laughs> it's LeBron. Ah. It's LeBron again. Three straight, 29, 7, and 5. Wow. Led the series in every major category. 51 from the field. 44. From the three-point line, 78 at the line. I actually think the next best candidate for this one is a pacer. Who can it be now? Paul George? No! It's not, no! It's not uh, kick me in the Hibberts. It is! Wow. Roy Hibbert in this series averaged 22 points a game, 10 rebounds a game, shot 56% from the field. 19 and 9 he had in game 1, had a 29 and 10 game, a 20 and 17, Jesus. 23 and 12, 24 and 11. If he's not subbed out at the end of game 1 when LeBron gets the game winning finger roll, right, right. yeah. Wow. He might be taking home that Larry Bird oh Eastern God. Conference Verticality, MVP. baby. Yeah. I could not believe this when That's I saw that. That's a crazy stat. I know. 29 and 10 from Roy Hibbert, like by the end of the next uh Eastern Conference Finals, he didn't even want to shoot the ball. Right. In one year, he went from 
22 and 10 in a seven game conference final series to not wanting to shoot the ball. Very weird, but second choice here. So LeBron currently has three. Larry's. I feel yeah. like this is Lee going back in, yeah. <laughs> giving out the rightful MVP. Yeah. We shall see. And so far, we have uh, all conference finals MVPs have gone on to uh, win the finals MVP there. Yeah, there With, you go. Uh, Dirk and then two LeBrons. Well, oh. we're going to break the streak here. Going to oh. break the streak oh. here. 2013-14, Western Conference Finals, Spurs 4, Oklahoma City 2. This is a tough one. The epitome of Spurs team ball, the beautiful Mm. game Mm. at that time. Six Spurs averaged double digits in this series. And I'm going with the guy who finished third in scoring, third in rebounds, third in assists, Boris Diaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobo, he was amazing off the bench. In game six, he had 26 points, three rebounds, two assists, and three threes. This was a tough one to call because everybody was kind of like 17 to 19 points. You know, Kawhi Leonard was mostly a defensive guy at that point, but the Spurs were kind of just a whole collective. And to me, Boris was the guy that made it go, dancing down the lane there. All right. And so, yeah, our streak is over because Kawhi is going to win finals MVP. Yep, okay. Yeah, we're breaking a lot of streaks on this one because in the Eastern Conference... The Heat are back, baby. Heat four, Pacers two. But LeBron's not getting this one. Mm. This one's going to Dwayne Wade getting the first Larry over there. And there's only one reason, really. Uh, LeBron did lead Miami in all major categories in this one once again. But in game five, LeBron had only seven points on two Mm. of ten shooting, four assists, three turnovers. Stinky. (laughs) Stinky LeBron. So Dwayne Wade, 20 points per game, 55 from the field, 46 from... 385 from the line, four rebounds, two assists, and he was big time in game two, stealing one there from Indiana on the road. So, Dwayne Wade, you're getting a Larry because we got to find reasons to just not get I was going to say, if this was actually happening, uh, voters' fatigue would have totally. been happening. Yeah. Totally. Probably would have went to Wade. Everyone's like, no, we can't give another Larry to LeBron. They say one, one bad game for LeBron, you are disqualified. Yeah. Okay. Get him out of here. It's a new era, though, in the 2014-15 season. In the Western Conference, Golden State 4, Houston 1. Your Western Conference Finals MVP, Stephen Curry. 31 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 52, 50, 80 from the field. This was a true gentleman's sweep, and Steph was really good in all of the wins for Golden State. Game 1, he scored 11 of Golden State's last 15 to win a close one. Game 2, 33 and 6, but a huge comeback uh, from Houston in this one. But Curry and Clay Thompson forced a turnover on James Harden uh, on that yeah. last play. Remember, he like brings the ball yeah. to the court. He dishes it to Dwight Howard, of all people. <laughs> dishes it right back. Curry and Clay are all over him. Harden turns it over. Warriors get the win. Game three, Warriors win by 35. Steph has 45 <laughs> and 7. Game four, that's when you got to be a gentleman. Just let mm-hmm. him have a win. Yeah. They come back to the Oracle for game five. Steph, 26, 8 and 6 with five steals to go to their first finals. Good wow. stuff. All Eastern right. Conference. Same old guy. Same old guy still there. But he's got a new team. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Four games. Atlanta Hawks. Zero games. This was barely a series. Kevin Love (laughs) did not play. Kyrie Irving played 49 minutes. LeBron had 30, 11, and 9 for the series. He gets his fourth Larry Bird Eastern Conference Finals MVP. But I will say a different MVP. Most viral player. Matthew Dellavedova. Ah, yeah, yeah. 
dove at Corver's ankles, <laughs> dove at Al Horford's ankles, yeah. and then Al Horford dropped an elbow on him <laughs> and got ejected Macho from Man's Game style. 3. So, yeah, Matthew Dellavedova, you're getting a shout-out here because this was a boring series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this was a boring one. home court advantage, too, didn't they? He, for 16, one yeah. second, yeah. they yeah. had home court, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, and Al Horford at this point had never <laughs> beaten That's right. uh, yeah, LeBron, LeBron in a playoff yeah. game, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty crazy. All right. 2015-16, a big year in the NBA, our Western Conference Finals MVP, Golden State 4, Oklahoma City 3. I bet you can pick this one. Clay. Steph. Clay Thompson. Oh. Clay Thompson. He gets the nod for Game 6, Clay. That's when he made his first appearance. 41 points uh, in the Game 6 win in Oklahoma City. Scored 19 in the fourth. They were down by eight coming in. He hit five threes. It's an, an iconic moment. If you get a nickname based on one game, you're getting the conference finals MVP. Steph was great here, though. 28, 6 and 6, 40, 40, 88 from the field. Nice stuff. But if the Thunder win this, it's probably Russell Westbrook who actually gets Whoa. the MVP uh, for the Thunder. He was like 30 plus per game in every single game. Uh, but as we know, the Warriors came back. And I will say. Maybe we should have a cool nickname for Steph Curry because he had 36, 5, 8, and 7 threes in this Game 7 to pull off this comeback, but he didn't get a cool nickname out of it. Yeah. Mm. Game 7, Steph. Yeah, they're calling Grant Williams Grant Curry for right. hitting 7 threes yeah. in a Game 7. That was the other time somebody else hit yep. a uh, 7 threes in a Game 7. Tied gotta her up. Got to think about that one. Mm-hmm. Got to think about that one. Close your ears, fellas. I'm sorry. In the Eastern Conference Finals, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers oh. for Toronto Raptors 2. Yeah, we got two. Got to. Made it a series 2-2. All tied up. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That is certainly what happened. The Cavs won two in Cleveland. The Raptors won two in Toronto. The Cavs beat the Raptors by 38 in Game 5. LeBron had 23-6-8, and afterwards he said, I've been a part of some very adverse situations. And I just didn't believe that this was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't afraid of Biombo? He yeah. was not afraid of Biombo. Mm. Followed that up in game six in Toronto with 33 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, a steal, three blocks, and the Cavs won by 26. Oh, yeah, I remember that. that wasn't Lebronto, though, was it? It was the season after that, Lebronto, wasn't it? <laughs> that, this was not the Lebronto no, no, no. Yeah, the yeah. one foot was in next year. Yeah, but yeah this yeah. was the next year. I mean, year. it isn't every series. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess it's, yeah. Unofficially was the LeBronto beginning anyway. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we're at five Larry Birds for LeBron here. Let's go to the 26-17 season. Need your guys' help. This is a pick your poison kind of uh, choice here. Golden State 4, San Antonio 0 in the Western Conference Finals. So I'll give you a stat line for player A and a stat line for player B. You tell me who's better. Player A, 32 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, shot 56 from the floor, 47 from 3, 90 from the free throw line, player B, 28 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, 60% from the field, 41 from 3 Holy. and 87. These are wow. teammates. I think okay. Durant was the first one. You think Durant was oh, the first one? Oh, really? Player. I think Durant was the second one. Oh, you think Durant <laughs> was the second one? Yeah. Was, uh, was Clay getting two blocks? No. Oh, I think KD was. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like it. Okay, so who are you bequeathing? I'm going B. I'm going, I think, I, I think I'm KD. going to Durant, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Player B was Kevin Durant. You got it with the blocks. Yeah. Pretty smart there. But I'm going player A. Okay. Stephen Curry taking home uh, the Magic Johnson over here because he hit five threes per game. Oh, in this my series. God. That's, okay. the, that's, yeah, that's the pushing it over. That's stupid. That I was holding back a little bit okay. there. But look, literally, they had two guys going 50, 40, 90, 28 plus points per game in the same series. Jeez. The real MVP, though, in this one is Zaza Pachulia. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to right. say, yeah. Right. 
Because it is the Kawhi injury game. The Warriors were down by 21 at home when Zaza slid under Kawhi's ankle there. San Antonio had 61 wins during the regular season. Yeah. Kawhi was third in MVP voting. This is a great what-if series and really the beginning of the end of the Spurs dynasty mm. because that was the last full season that Kawhi played there for San Antonio. Wow. So we'll give that one to Steph. I okay. think that makes two okay. for him. In the East, oh, in the East, Cleveland four, Boston one. We got an upset. It's not LeBron. It's Kevin Love whoa, taking whoa. home the Larry Bird. LeBron was obviously great, leading the Cavs in points, assists, steals, and blocks <laughs> once again. But a stinky game three after two wins in Boston. You're out of here, LeBron. Kevin Love gets the nod. 22 points, 12 rebounds, three assists per game, 49 from the field, 54 oh, from three and 87 at the line. He had a double-double every game, and he hit 23 threes over the course of five games, including a sixth three-pointer game and a seventh three-pointer game. Wow. Getting revenge on Kelly Olynyk uh, yeah. for ripping his arm, his <laughs> shooting and beer-drinking arm right out, of, <laughs> right out of his shoulder. So Kevin Love getting a Larry okay. Bird. Nice. 2017-18. We're back to the Western Conference Finals. Golden State 4, Houston 3. Game 6, Clay did make an appearance here. 35 points, 9 threes to tie things up, heading back to Houston. But ultimately, it goes to Kevin Durant, his second uh, Magic Johnson award here. 30 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 46, 40, and 89, where his shooting percentages had 34 in Game 7 to close it out. You could also potentially give the MVP to the rim here as the Houston Rockets missed their last 27 three-pointers. Or bad luck could also just get the MVP because Chris Paul was also injured in this one. So KD gets it because he's a human who was playing basketball. (laughs) In the East... Cleveland four, Boston three, LeBron James. You're getting your sixth Larry. A series doesn't start until the road team wins. That didn't happen in this one until game seven, baby. Celtics won the first two easily in Boston. Cavs won the next two easily in Cleveland. Same for game five and same for game six. I didn't shoomin this out here, Tass, but Mm. I'm pretty sure there were zero crunch time minutes in this one because these were were not close. Ugly game seven, 87 to 79 went the Cavs way, and LeBron was the best player on the court. 35 points, 15 rebounds, 9 assists, also had 8 turnovers, and posterized by a rookie Jason Tatum. Yeah. But still, if your team scores 87 points and you had 35 of the points and then nine assists, you're getting a Larry. Wow. You're getting a Larry. 2018-19 season. Let's go back out west. Oh, this is a great this is a great year. It's a great year. <laughs> I'm gonna need your help pretty oh, soon here. Okay. Golden State four, Portland zero. Steph Curry's getting this one. It will okay. be his third uh Magic Johnson Western Conference Finals MVP. This was a weird series. No Kevin Durant as he was uh, battling back from an Achilles injury. Still a pretty easy Golden State Warriors sweep here. 36, 37, 36, 37 over the course of four games for Steph. Also averaged eight rebounds and seven assists. Hit 26 threes in four games. And you heard a lot of, are the Warriors better without Kevin Durant? (laughs) Chatter after this one. Uh, They weren't, but it was cool to watch Curry cook in this one. Especially it was like... The Blazers work so hard, you know, yeah. like to get to a Western Conference Finals. They're thinking, oh, man, maybe we got a chance. No Kevin Durant. This guy's the defending Magic Johnson yeah. Western Conference Finals <laughs> MVP. <laughs> and they got ran off the court because yeah. the Warriors are the Warriors. Let's go out east. I got three candidates for yeah. you. Yeah, let's talk about Fred Van Vliet. Get a baby. for <laughs> Milwaukee, too. Who's it going to be? Kawhi Leonard. 
30 points per game, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, a block. 44, 34, 89 were his slashers. Kyle Lowry, 19, 5, and 5. 51 from the field, 47 from 3, 84 at the oh, line. Or Fred Van Vliet. More of a narrative sort of yeah, case, but he's got some numbers to back it up. Baby he could boy. not shoot. His partner had a baby, and then he was on fire. Two of 11 from three through game three, 14 of 17 afterwards. <laughs> so you, wow. who y'all uh, want to give that Larry? It's got to be Kawhi. I think Kawhi's still, defense It's a well. great narrative with yeah. uh, yeah, Freddie because yeah, yeah. he was garbage in the Sixers yeah. series, too, and and then he had his baby boy, and he was couldn't miss. Then he was getting a finals MVP. That's boy, right. Yeah. That's right. It's got, I didn't realize Kawhi actually had those numbers even yeah, in that pretty series. Good. Jesus. Yeah, Kawhi <laughs> so wins. It's Kawhi. Everything. Fred's baby being bored. Give it credit. Give credit to Kawhi. Sure. Give everything credit to Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, that's Kawhi. He made him. He All made right. that Larry series. Leonard it is. 2019-20. Oh, we're into the 2020s. In the Western Conference, guess who's back in the conference <laughs> finals? It's LeBron James. Los Angeles Lakers 4. Denver Nuggets 1. But Anthony Davis is getting the Magic Johnson wow. in this one. He had 31-6-2 for the series. And he had a, that game was... In, Game-winning buzzer-beating three at the end of game two. Uh, AD had 37 in a game, 31 in a game, 34 in a game. There was not a matchup for him uh, at the time for the Nuggets. This was before they had acquired Aaron Gordon, who I guess would probably be the guy these days. But AD, this is the best AD we've ever seen, was uh, his bubble run. So shout-out to him. He's getting a a Magic Johnson here. LeBron did have a 38-16-10 in game five (laughs) to close Mm -hmm. it out. You just got to mention the crazy stuff LeBron does because it happens to happens too often in the east hold on did you consider giving it to uh mickey mouse did i consider (laughs) yes okay good i thought about it okay good i thought about it or the the, or the bass in the lake at uh in orlando personal mvp (laughs) yes personal mvp the bass okay all right in the eastern conference a tough call miami four boston two Jimmy Butler averaged 19, 6, and 5. A lot of working hard and being the man, but Bam out of bio, 22 points, yeah. 11 rebounds, and five assists. Yeah. Which I was, uh, I was definitely surprised by the five assists. He was a consistent presence for Miami, really pushed him over the edge. Uh, definitely a huge advantage for him over Tice Cantor and the young Williamses at the time. So game one was kind of a microcosm because you do have the awesome Bam block yeah. to yep. seal things. But right before that, the reason they had the lead was Jimmy Butler had like an impossible and one at the rim where he makes the free throw as well. So kind of like, who are you choosing? I'm going Bam because I think that uh, the advantage he had over the Boston front court was kind of what did it yeah. for Miami. So I like that pick. Yeah. yeah. I would go Bam. Yeah. I mean, that game-winning block, I mean, if that was a game-winning shot, it would be like he, he won the game, but he won the game on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Otherwise, so, it's a dunk. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a dunk. Final season, last season in the Western Conference. We got to pick your poison here. Phoenix Suns, four. Los Angeles Clippers, two. Uh, Chris Paul had a really, uh, really nice series. 24 points per game. Three rebounds, nine assists, two steals, 42 from the field, 38 from three. Had a 41-4-8 and eight in game six to close things out. But he did miss two games at the start, ooh, ooh. dealing with a hand injury at the oh, time, yeah, right. I do believe. Booker put up big numbers, just not very efficiently. 26 points per game on 38% shooting. And DeAndre Ayton went for 18 and 14 with two blocks on 69% shooting. Very nice. Yep. When he played well, the Clippers lost because the Suns won. So, does Ayton factor in? I think I go Chris Paul here, yeah. even though he missed a couple of games because he was money in game six. So... First Western Conference Finals for Chris Paul, first Magic Johnson Award. And le- now let's go live to hear Patrick Beverly's thoughts on Chris <laughs> Paul winning the uh, 2021 Conference Finals MVP. Uh, Pat, can you hear us? 
Uh, I think that's the right pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was pretty solid. He was yep. pretty solid. Uh, but a great team performance, really, yep. from Phoenix. And the Eastern Conference, kind of a weird one. Milwaukee 4, Atlanta 2. I think the Ferris wheel's getting it here. Chris wow. Middleton, Whoa, he wow. was in full effect last year. Remember, Giannis ended up missing the last two games of that series against um, against the Hawks. Yep. Brooke Lopez had a really nice game five. But how it plays out with Middleton, in the games that Milwaukee lost in this series, the two games they lost, he took more shots than points scored. In the four games that Milwaukee won, he had more points than shots. That is the Ferris wheel right there. Like we said, Giannis went down in game four. Score, or series is tied 2-2. Game five, Middleton, 26, 13, eight assists, two steals, and a block. Game six, Ferris Wheel was cooking even more. 32 points, four rebounds, seven assists, and three steals. The perfectly timed ride on the Middleton Ferris Wheel. So he's getting the Larry over here. There you go. And then Giannis winning finals MVP. Giannis winning finals MVP. Wow. So what's did you you tally them up? Would LeBron end with six? Uh, LeBron, six. Steph Curry three, right. Kevin Durant two. Okay, are are multiple winners. Right, yeah. and there was even one more that you contemplated for LeBron. Really could have been seven. You always uh, weighed that one time. Yeah, but yeah. yeah so. Wade got it in what twenty fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Wow. Hey, great job. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> throwing the hat in. <laughs> Should I put this on? Like, yeah, I think it's not. Don't what we do. I mean, it's, it's a new tradition. That was great. <laughs> so now you got to do the uh, the nineties. Jesus. Oh, this is big time. Uh, currently leading. That was another hat that came in. By yeah. the way, yeah. you got uh, Jimmy Butler. Who do you think is leading in the Western Conference? Oh. Wiggins? Oh, in the West. Oh, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shit, maybe. I mean, probably Wiggins after one, one game. Two, yeah. yeah, because Gotta of the defense Wiggy. on Luka. Yep. I mean, it's like that. He Right now, he's got yeah. the uh, the Iguodala vibe. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Contributing on both ends. Even sort of like a, you know early Kawhi vibe uh, with those guys going back-to-back in finals MVPs. So, yeah. Wiggins in the lead. I don't think that's going to going to stay. No. That's my gut says. But uh, he's, at, he's at the MVP conversation. He's at <laughs> yeah, the table. Yeah, yeah. He's at the table. We have different tables now. We got to have a Western Conference table and an Eastern Conference I just table. realized, like, we're going to get a Magic Johnson tweet about the Magic Johnson <laughs> Conference Finals MVP trophy. And he's going to list. Funny. Yeah. He's either just going to straight up congratulate the winner. Yeah. You know, and give us the stats that that person averaged yeah. in the series. How many games they won. Yeah. Or he'll... And then maybe second tweet, but honorable mentions too. Well, I get. Will, will he do it with the Larry as well? I mean, will he? No, I, yeah, he's going to focus yeah, on the magic. Yeah. <laughs> great stuff. Yeah, well done. Uh, and great tweet. Who sent that in again? That was a great. Uh, oh, classic underscore JT. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Okay, let's take one more break here, and then when we come back, uh, we'll look ahead to Game Two of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Don't go anywhere. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my god, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. 
I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. Okay, let's start wrapping up today's podcast um, by looking ahead to Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals, Heat Celtics. And we've got some, some updates here on specifically Celtics players. So Marcus Smart is probable to play tonight with that right midfoot sprain. Al Horford, doubtful as he remains so far in the NBA's health and safety protocols. And then we're just learning now that the Celtics will not have Derek White in this game. Personal reasons, which we think is because he's having a baby in his family. That's right. Uh, So congratulations and hopefully everything goes all right with that. I don't know, have they had the baby or having the baby or we not know that detail? (laughs) No Derek White. So obviously... That's really tough. Yeah, maybe does that does that even encourage Marcus Smart to play even more? Uh, not having White in this game and no Kyle Lowry, I should say, for the Heat as well. He'll miss another one. But yeah, what do you think? Uh, what are we expecting here tonight from Boston trying to tie the series up? And a lot of illnesses amongst the Celtics staff as well. I guess so. COVID yeah. illnesses apparently, as Al Horford uh, is in the health and safety protocols as well. Yeah, he's unlikely to get out. But I think this is an upgrade, a big upgrade. Marcus Smart in Derek White out because. Marcus Smart was missed a lot. They didn't have Al Horford either, but Smart was missed more than Horford because the Heat create more from the outside. Their scorers are Butler and Tyler Hero, and so Marcus Smart was missed a lot on the defensive end, and uh, he was missed on the offensive end just to settle things a little bit in that third quarter when no one could pass the ball. Uh, The question is, though, Al Horford not being in there, last game, Robert Williams was phenomenal. He was really, really good against Bam. He was really good offensively. Can he do it again? It's not a sure thing that Robert Williams, who hasn't been able to play every single game, is going to be uh, you know, able to just come back from a game and play in the conference finals. This is not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Al Horford's absence will be felt more than game one. But again, I think Marcus Smart being back will help uh, a lot. They, they miss it. They missed him so much uh, in game one. What do you think, Lee? What are you watching for tonight? Well, look, I think the Celtics outplayed the Heat in the first two quarters. I'm not going to worry about the fourth quarter because the game was largely over by then, but they know they have to be more intense than just playing a half of basketball. You've got to play 
at least three quarters, good quarters, and not give up what they gave up in that third quarter on uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, they were just they, they were just thirty nine so, fourteen, wasn't it? Something like that. Was twenty five points anyway? Yeah. yeah, and and a lot of it I thought was just sloppy handling of the ball that just won't fly in the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe you get away with that uh, earlier in the season or earlier in the playoffs, but game one in a, in a very uh, tense situation like that where the Heat are a defensive team that really loved to pounce on your errors mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they did Jimmy Butler really wanted to send a message and I think he did so the Celtics whether or not smart plays and Horford he's obviously out and wide's out those other star players like Jason Tatum especially has got to be way better handling the ball than he was in game one Trey? Yeah, I think the key is Tatum needs to get off the ball quicker. Like when he sees the trap coming, when he realizes they're go- they're two are coming to him, just give it up and it'll find it way its way back to you somehow. Especially if Marcus Smart plays, he's yeah. such a great release valve for them and just a creative player who can sometimes create for others, sometimes just connect the court. Either of them will happen, but. Tatum has adjusted throughout the course of the series previously where, you know, it'll look like he's just looking for his own offense, but then he realizes, okay, this is the smart way to play team ball, and then I can get my offense a little bit later if need be. So he just needs to make a little bit quicker decisions, and I think that just making quicker decisions will be better decisions. For the Heat, 10 of 30 from three in game one, that's the big question for them. Do they have a hot shooting night? Because if they do, they're a really tough team to beat with the defense they play. Mm. Yeah. Uh, X-factor-wise with the Celtics, I want to see Jalen Brown like play right from the jump with with some energy and attacking and hopefully tighten up his handle a little bit because he can be a little sloppy with it because he got it going late in the game. You're right. It was a bit of garbage time, but he had that big fourth quarter. He was saying all the right things after the game too. I mean, all the Celtics were. They're like, we're, we're going to look at the tape, yeah. sort of find out where the cracks are, what they're doing, and then we'll counter. And I expect them to do that, uh, even if they're short a couple guys, but hopefully they have smart back. Um, so Jalen Brown it will be my... Uh, big guy that I'll have all eyes on early in this game just like where he's sort of attacking and is he attacking and contributing because I don't think we heard a lot from Jalen Brown in that game until, until again it was over. all sort of yeah. over so hopefully they can tie it up and we yeah. get a hell of a series here and even if they don't it's going back to Boston they've got an incredible home crowd yeah. um, and they can get back into it and they lost game one at home against the Bucks, uh, yeah. and, and you know that was kind of like oh can they do anything yeah. with Giannis and they were able to do that so uh, I expect them to uh, try to make life a little tougher for Jimmy tonight and a little scheduling quirk here for the No Dunks boys. We're actually going to go live with the Drop Podcast tonight following Whoa. the game. Yeah, Lee, go ahead and get an espresso in you. Uh, after game two, tonight between the Heat and Celtics, we're going to jump on the yard and uh, do our Drop Podcast then. Lovely. Yeah. JD's got something came up last minute. He's got to get to on Friday. We want to see him get there on Friday. So we're just going to do a late night drop. Which could be a lot of fun. Well, it wasn't exactly last minute. I just you told us last minute. Yeah, I was like <laughs> <laughs> procrastinating. I'm like, how am I gonna how am I gonna get out of this? What am I? But I couldn't get out of okay. it. Okay. That's not that I want to get out of it. I was going to say, nor should you want to get out of <laughs> That's it. That's my my son's graduating from grade eight. I mean, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Like the reason I'm going is because uh, he's playing. Is the jazz band? It's the last, oh, uh, the last performance of the jazz band. But then I asked him this morning, and he's like, All right, "So the jazz band is playing, right?" He's like, hmm, "I don't know." And oh. I don't. And he's like, "This kid doesn't know anything about anything." He's like, "I don't. I don't think parents can go. It's in the middle of the day." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, like." I, I know it's in the middle of the day. I, you know how what I've like I've moved our entire show to tonight, so we're doing three shows today. So I better be able to go to this thing, and you better be playing. 
Anyway, so he left in tears this morning. So I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, that's what's happening. I'm, I'm going to be a dad for once. Okay, know? great. I, I miss all of these things usually. So yeah, so that's what's happening. So, what are you talking about? You're a dad with us every single day. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right. Well, that's great. So yes, uh, late night drop tonight following uh, Heat Celtics. So hey. Listen, NBA playoffs, if you're going to, you know, get your shit together here and give us a good game, tonight would be the night, right? We'll just get, a, like, a real close game, a buzzer beater, something controversial that we can go live right away with. Because we've had some duds. Yep. You guys are clicking away from these games watching hockey, for crying out loud. Oh. I'm a little concerned. If we end up talking about Andre Vasilevsky tonight, <laughs> something has gone wrong, Skeets. <laughs> Jesus, come on. So let's get a close game and uh, join us tonight live on YouTube and then obviously flip that into a podcast. The late night drop. Uh, what time are we looking at? Yeah, These Heat Celtics games, they might take a little longer than the Western Conference games. So maybe yeah. 11.30. Yeah. 11, what are the times tip off? 8 o'clock or 8.30? 8.30. Oh, it's 8.30. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. Okay, well, you get that espresso. I'm serious. No, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. All right. I've had to move a few things around the house, but I'll be there. Don't worry. <laughs> move it? What? Well, I just, we've had some adjustments to the bedroom. Oh, right. I, I forgot it. you yeah. recorded out of your son's bedroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So what, where are we going to have you tonight? Yeah, the living I think room? I'll the be, kitchen? Uh, downstairs? Probably in the basement, I think. Basement? Yeah. yeah I think How's so. the Wi-Fi down there? Well, it's right next to the Wi-Fi, so oh, it should be perfect. fine. Yeah, perfect. it should be fine. Okay, great. Well, join us tonight. Uh, email in your NBA questions. We might do a little beach stepping at some point tonight. Get them in. NoDunksAtTheAthletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at NoDunksInc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to TheAthletic.com slash NoDunks. Get your NoDunks merch over at NoDunks.com. And if you're a Survivor fan, join us later today over on the No Buffs YouTube page around 1, 1, 30, breaking down last night's episode. All right. Everybody rest up. See you guys. Well, I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> you <laughs> will not I'll stop never stop seeing, seeing you yeah. or JD. And I'll see the rest of you guys later tonight. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if it's a blowout tonight, it's going to turn into that meme going around. Uh, just name some old players. Oh. You know what everybody's talking yeah. about? Andre Vasilevsky, great one. Lightning goalie, great one. And hockey's got the best names. Pat Maroon. Zarly Zalewski. <laughs> Pat Maroon? <laughs> Pat Maroon. Yeah, played for the, uh, He's for the Sharks. He's third straight t- uh, ch- cup this year, I think. Right? You're talking yeah. about Pat Falloon. Yeah. Oh. There's a Pat Maroon. Oh, yeah. oh I misheard you. Oh. Sorry. What about Ryan Nugent Hopkins? There's some great names. Oh. Maroon. Leon Dreis. Well, this is what's going to happen if we don't get a close game. So we'll find out later tonight. Uh, Everybody, take care and embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.